Welcome to the Picture of Wealth, a podcast all about living more of your life now, yet being responsible for your future. Lifestyle experimenter, wealth scientist, and financial coach Dustin Service shares life hacks, wealth tips, and interviews successful entrepreneurs on how they're thriving in happiness, purpose, and prosperity. What even is wealth? What is wealth anyway? Well, when I think of the term wealth, I think of wealthy people, I think of flashy objects, I think of uh, you know, long trips, you know, longer trips, and uh, you know, people who are, let's say, comfortable, but really could wealth mean something else? And you know, there's lots of books being written right now on happiness, and uh, you know, I think that's something that the the term wealth maybe leaves out. And I have a you know, a, a long, you know, I have a long definition of wealth here in front of me on the computer screen, but I'll just give you the synopsis. It is basically a measure of value of all the assets of worth owned by a person, community, company, or country. Wealth is determined by taking the total market value of all physical and intangible owned, then subtracting all debts. So it's net worth. What I don't think it includes is is happiness. And the balance and mental health. And, you know, we could go into a laundry list of things, but what, you know, could wealth be, you know, a person that makes, you know, 75,000 a year and doesn't spend that much, but they spend on things that are super important to them. And yet they still save a little bit. There's, you know, studies been done that say that people that make more than 75,000, their happiness doesn't actually exponentially increase the more they make. So you kind of have this, like you go along, you make income, you got happiness growing. And at 75,000, you maybe see a plateau. I would say that in in my practice, in the clients that I see, that 120,000 of income is probably more realistic where you get to kind of get above the clouds, look around, make decisions with money, lose a bit of money, uh, maybe have a bit of a failure budget where you you know you want to be a realtor, so you try taking the real estate course, spend a bunch of money, and you don't pass, or you uh, you know don't pursue real estate, and you know some might call that a failure, but the reality is you learn a lot and you meet a lot of people along the way. So at one hundred and twenty thousand, you sort of have options. Now after that, if you're continuing to you know beat yourself up and beat up your mental health and you know, kicking ass per se above 120,000 and your income goes to 200,000, it doesn't necessarily mean you're more happy. So one could argue that, you know, finding a critical zone of where you've got money and options and you've got a heightened level of happiness is maybe a new school term for wealth. And there's new studies coming out about, you know, instead of like when I think of status back in the day or wealthy, I think of the flashy stuff, which we were all marketed out of the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. And now, you know, I see a bit of a shift. I see time as an affluent measuring stick. So you have time to create things. You have time or bandwidth to be with your young children, which many, you know, again, I'm a father and, uh, you know, being away from the kids was sort of part of the program for successful dads back in the day and successful moms where, you know, they have to work and they have to be in daycare and they have to be in, you know, school and after school care. And that's just where you get them. And 
you know, why would you do that? Well, why you do that is because if we can work and make more money, we can have more money and options for our family and then our family will be more happy. Somewhere along the lines, we've shifted. I believe we've shifted to be, you know, we can be happy now. Again, I just gave you that analogy of a $75,000 a year person that, you know, that person could actually be happier than the person that makes two hundred. And how is that possible? You think that they don't accumulate the same sort of assets, the same things. But if a person actually goes to their goals and is very intentional and looks at their goals and says, um, you know, I want to do X, Y, Z, and I'm going to laser, be laser focused on that. And that's where their spending goes. There's nothing wrong with that. Where the other person, if you've got more discretionary income, you might actually net lower because you've just got this money sort of flowing in places that aren't actually important. The person, the $75,000 a year person who's very intentional with their goals and their spending could have more happiness than the person who makes one hundred and fifty and is not intentional about their goals and doesn't have laser focus. To summarize what we believe wealth is, it's the ability to balance time, money, and live more of our lives now instead of living in the future in our goals. You know, yeah, you know, in social media today, lots of people post pictures of a kind of participation in something, you know, and that happiness for that moment quickly fades if it wasn't really authentic. Or worse yet, living in negative past experiences affecting our present state, you know, or living in a, in a, you know, on a moment where you achieve something of great magnitude well in the past and are still riding that and are fearful of doing anything new now for the chance of failing. The past is behind you and there's no guarantee that anything happened in the past is going to happen again to you. But we believe wealth is having an ability to sift the news, social influences of modern century and recalibrate regularly to what actually matters to you. Now, whether you make 150000 or the person that makes 75000 you know, would you consider that $75,000 person less wealthy? Well, the $75,000 person doesn't care what you think. It only matters to them what they are intentionally spending on and their goals. Are they happy? Are they happy in progress? Happy in their experiences? And happy in living in the now? Now, if you're looking to recalibrate because you feel like you need a mind shift, Check out your expectations. And, and Joe Rogan had a podcast. Uh, I think it's podcast number 1300 or around there with Naval Ravikant, who's, uh, you know, he's, he has, runs a hedge fund. It's uh, a cryptocurrency hedge fund. But he says, you know, to really assess if you are authentically interested in something, ask yourself, would I still try this or do this if I told no one? And I interpreted this as so much happens now for the post, for the signaling to society on social media. And we actually miss the actual moment that we're taking the picture of. The sounds, you know, the feeling, the touch, or the amazing piece of scenery that you're, you know, so focused on getting the picture of the Vente Starbucks in the frame, you don't even notice the mountaintops, or an eagle sitting in a branch. With the addition of this podcast to your program, you'll now have an added layer of control and responsibility over your life. You'll learn prudent decision-making skills as it applies to money, growing your money, protecting your family using insurance, 
and strategy as it applies to getting more income out of your business more efficiently. I look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. If you found this episode valuable, share it with a friend. If you found this episode super valuable, leave us a review on iTunes. It will help us continue to bring you top quality content. For more information on anything discussed on this show, visit www.servicewealth.com. That's service spelled S-E-R-V-I-S-S. Any investment topics covered on the show are not investment recommendations, and you should seek professional advice before making any investment decisions. This show was produced by Podigy Podcasts. Thanks for listening.